Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 11. Just go real quick or watch. We're going to look at this. I'm in a brand, I'm in a brand new series, Stand. Everybody say Stand. Write this down. In great times of kingdom pressure, you're going to face some battles. In great times of kingdom pressure, you're going to face some battles. Is that okay? You're going to face some battles. I got news for you. Every battle you face, God already gave you victory. My God. I am near. Man, God is the in, in eternal victorious one. He never lost a battle a day in his life. You know what I'm saying? Isn't that cool? He ain't never lost. You follow the rules, you win every time. Look at John the Baptist gets in prison. If you read Matthew all 11, John's in prison. He starts freaking out. John the Baptist, he's the guy telling us he's the Christ, but now he got pressure. He gets in prison. He don't even know if he's God anymore. Funny what pressure will do to you. You know, pressure will reveal the real you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Praise God, hallelujah, in the parking lot. You know, everybody's like, praise God, hallelujah, glory to God, my God, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm the head, not the tail, I'm above, not beneath. You know what I mean? You ever been around that? And then they get a hit in life. I don't even know if God's real, pastor. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You're like, you know, you got a big talk, and then you get a, you get a little bump in the road, you know, like, and I'm not picking on you, I love you, I do it too. You know, I tell God, you know, God, I'm the pastor of the church. Shouldn't that count for something? <laughs> you get a break on that some days. You get a break? Do I get a break? I feel like Moses, you know. Smacking a rock. Some of us feel like smacking some of you, but it won't. Come on, laugh. Amen. But here's what I'm saying, right? This kingdom's going to suffer pressure. Look what it says over here. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Now, that scripture right there means like, whoa, wait a minute. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent, they take it by force. Now, you read that, you go, wait, does this mean we got to go put on boxing gloves and start punching everything? No. The kingdom suffers pressure, and it's a violent pressure. And if you're going to make it, you're going to have to push back with the violent force of faith. Write that down. The violent force of faith. What's that mean? You've been given proper battle armor to do the right kind of battling. This thing's not flesh and blood. This thing's spiritual. You are not. You, let me tell you right now. If you think you're going to go out there and, and fight the enemy, no, you got a spiritual way of working, and if you don't walk spiritually, it ain't going to work, man. You can stand there as long as you want and got want to go freaking out and yelling and screaming, ain't going to work, ain't going to work. So look what it says here. It says what? The kingdom suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. What does that mean? You're gonna, that means you are going to have to be violent in your faith, and your faith is your beliefs. You know what I'm saying? You got to know what you believe and why you believe it because it's the only way you're going to be able to persevere in the future. Now, look what it says. In, in the Amplified Bible, it says this for Mark eleven twelve. I think it reads very well. In the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault. 
And violent men seize it by force as a precious prize. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. You get that? So here's the thing. Do you have this zeal and this intense, intense, you know what I'm saying? Intense exertion. Because here's what you got to know. There's going to be people that oppose this message. You understand that? And so you're going to have to remember, you're going to have to go through some stuff. So I want you to be ready to understand there ain't no red carpet ride for the will of God for your life. You know what I mean by that? You know what I'm saying? Like, so you, oh, praise God. Remember when you were Christian? You came home when you were Christian? You, you know, if somebody got really saved? <laughs> i tell you what. People don't like it around here because I'm going to make you get really saved. You can't live it. Oh, you didn't get it yet. Let me, let me show you. Man, I'm telling, I'm telling, you know, like those magicians, they, they, they don't like telling their tricks. You know, you ever see that show? I watched it one time. You know, like they, they, you know, they show you really how they really didn't really saw people in half because they don't really do that, by the way, for some of you people that like wrestling. Okay, so come on. That was funny. That was funny again. No, nice another joke. You guys don't laugh enough. See, y'all quarantined out. You shot out. You don't, you've been trapped in the house with one another. You can't even think, right? That's funny. That was funny. Okay, but you know what I'm saying? Like, right? Like, I'm giving you a secret right here of what I do. You don't know it. You can't probably make it in this atmosphere unsaved. Look at the church. But I thought we're supposed to let everybody come in. Yeah, but we're not supposed to leave you in the condition you came in with. Because I'm a doctor. Yeah, I'm a spiritual doctor. And you don't even know I'm working on you. You come in all jacked up. You know what I'm doing? I'm tinkering with your head. You didn't say nothing to me. Don't worry about it. I took care of it before I got here. And I'm playing, and you go, I, I, I don't know if I like him. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go back there. Yeah, because I'm going I'm, I'm to go with you when you leave. I'm going to change the way you think. Are you trying to brainwash me? Absolutely. Look, put a disclaimer on the door. I'm trying to brainwash everybody and the people. I'm trying to wash your head with this word. And get you to believe you could do what this book says you could do. Be what this book says you could be. It's a whole lot easier roads to go down. Trust me, I've been I used to go to church there. Oh, yay. Walk out just as jacked up and shot out as I was when I walked in. And come on, man. No, I'm not going to let you stay in the condition you're in. My God in heaven, I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. You don't go to the doctor and say, hey, doc, I'm jacked up. He goes, I'll come back six months from now. Just stay the way you are. It'll get better. It'll get worse. No. This word should start doing something in your heart, doing something to your mind, doing something to your physical body, amen? Come on, it's got to be changing you, transforming you, rearranging the way you sit, changing your marriage, changing your mindset, changing your relationship with your children, changing the way you think, changing the way you believe, changing the way you feel, changing the way you see. This book is alive, man. I don't know what book you've been reading. This Bible's alive. It's living book. The word. The Bible said the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. You know what the Holy Ghost, man, the Holy Ghost was telling me something, man. Man, the Holy Ghost started telling me. He said, I am the spirit of the word. I'll say, what'd you say? He said, Jesus was the word. And I am the spirit of the word. I said, I know, I'm getting a little nervous, okay. He said, I am the spirit of the word. Jesus was the walking, living word. And I'm the spirit of the word. 
and I bring illumination to what he wrote. I bring activation to what he said. I bring glorification to what he's penned. I bring the action side. I'm sitting there going, my God in heaven, and I'm in you. I'm in you waiting, waiting to respond. That's why you got to be a yielder. You yield. Get out of the way. Don't have an opinion. Take his opinion. Don't have a response. Remember I told you that last week, the week ago? They lied about Jesus. Jesus never responded to lies a day in his life. He only responds to truth. Never responded to lie, right? They say, hey, you just... Okay. But when they spoke the truth about him, he agreed. Because Jesus only wants to hear yes. Jesus never intended mankind. Because you want to know what? Really, truthfully, if you really see this thing from the beginning, free will was never intended for man. Only agreement. So in the garden, the third voice of reason was rebellion. The only thing that ever shows up in the opposition of God's word is rebellion. There's no theory in the word of God. There's only truth. So anything that shows up opposite of the word of God is rebellion. Boy, if you learn that right now, it'll change your life. Because anything that's in opposition to the word of God has been based in rebellion. Does that make sense? So what I'm saying is, if this is the truth of the word of God, and somebody has a different opinion, rebellion's behind it. Even though it looks like a good intention. There ain't no good intentions. There's truth. See it? That's how you can, oh, it ain't no big deal if you do a little bit of this. No, it ain't. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to God, and it better start becoming a big deal to you. You know what I'm saying? You see it? You see what I'm saying? So don't think you're too, well, maybe I'm too stiff with this. Nah, you're, you're in a good spot. You know what I'm saying? You're in a good spot. Just stay in it. Don't come out of truth. Don't come out of truth for nothing and nobody. And don't step into compromise. Not a minute of your life. Stay in this thing, okay? All right, so that's a bunny trail, but it's good, right? Look what he said here. Go right to this one, 1 Peter 4 and 1, because I got to go. I got like 15 minutes in here. All right, look at this Amplified Bible. Look how this reads. So since Christ has suffered in the flesh for you, arm yourself likewise with the same thought and purpose. Oh, great. Where do we sign up for that small group? So since Christ has suffered in the flesh, what's that mean? That means you are going to suffer. Now, this is what I told him in the morning, and I want you to remember this. Write this down if you need to. My suffering is from sin. Does that make sense? What does that mean? My suffering is from me sinning. My suffering is I don't have a right to an opinion. I don't have a right to this. I almost don't even have a right to feelings to a degree. You know what I mean? You can feel, but you can't live out of them. You can't emotionally respond. Jesus has action, never emotional response. So what I'm saying is, I, my suffering is me ceasing from sin, meaning this. I don't get to do what I want to do. I don't get to say what I want to say. I don't get to go where I want to go. I don't get to respond how I want to respond. My ceasing of sin has caused me to suffer because now I just don't get to do what I want to do even though I want to do it. Did you get it? So you yourself with the same thought, patiently to suffer rather than fail to please God. 
Now, are you wanting to please God or yourself? Let's hope so. So if you decide to please God, you might have to suffer and subject yourself to some stuff you don't feel like suffering and subjecting. For whosoever has suffered in the flesh has this mind in Christ, has done with what? Is done with intentional sin. He's done with it. He has stopped pleasing himself in the world and pleases God. So write this down. My job is not to please myself, but to please God. Now that seems simple, but is that your daily activation of how you go through life? I'm not here to please me. I'm here to please God. I'm not here to do what I want to do. I'm here to do what God told me to do. Is that the level of obedience we've gone to? Why is that? Because this is important. you got to make sure you're in this thing. You know, it says here, you got to make sure that you got a brand new mentality. Because here's the important part. Watch this. Be careful. you got to watch out for the enemy's traps. He's trying to trap you. Can I give you a really cool scripture? Can you look at 2 Timothy 2.14? 2 Timothy, you want to turn to 2 Timothy, this is good, I couldn't give him this in the morning service and I'll probably just bounce around here. I'm going to tell you right here now, you got to stay out of strife, man. You better understand this, man, you got to stay out of strife. Everybody say, stay out of strife. There's a lot of strife out there, man. Ain't, I, ain't, ain't that the truth? There's a lot of strife out there. You can get in a lot of strife right now if you ain't paying attention. You know what I'm saying? Man, if you're married, you can get in a lot of strife. Can I get an Amen. You guys are all scared. So if you're married right now, after, hey bro, you married in quarantine, it's lucky you ain't hurting somebody. How many, how, many, how many made it through married quarantine life? How many don't know if you're going to make it? Wow, that's pretty good. Your hands went up. You might need counseling. No, you know what I'm saying? No, this ain't easy, man. This is cute, like being trapped in the house. Remember the first week? This is going to be great. It's like a per- permanent vacation. Dude, now you got now you're married. Now you're a teacher. Got to be school teacher. Got to be this. Got to be counselor. Got to be that. Can't get away from nobody. Can't go nowhere. My God in heaven, I'm ready to flip out. Thank God for the Holy Ghost, right? Amen. Don't say it real quick. Nobody. We all know we're talking to you. It's all right. Some of you got to ride home. I know. Just look straight ahead. You need to learn this now. Straight ahead. Don't flinch. If you flinch, you're busted, bro. You flinch, you twitch, don't twitch. I'm telling you. It's like CIA, bro. Don't move. I don't know what he's talking about. That's not my life. This is how you respond. Pastor Chris must be really going through. I have no idea. I never have those ideas or opinions a day in my life. I hope quarantine lasts forever, honey. I just want to be home with you and the kids and the dog and the neighbors that keep coming around going, when do you think this is going to be over? I never want to leave. And then when you're home by yourself, repent to Jesus, because we all know you're a liar, and then everything will be great in your life. Amen? Hallelujah. Come on, man. There's a lot of pressure, and then you got everything else going off the rail. You know, the earth's just shot out right now. So what do I do? Be careful. Watch this. 2.14. Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Now, I want you to see this right here. What do you mean don't get in this thing? Don't go getting in conversations you need to go in and you're just going to lead to strife. That happens in your marriage, in your home, and everything. People are like, well, you know, let's just get into things. I don't need to get in it because it's opening the door to problems. What do you mean? Watch this. Of these things, put them in as what? That you don't want to go getting in strife-filled positions. Watch what it says over here. Go to second. Just keep going. 
2.21. This is one of the greatest scriptures you're going to get. Because if you open the door to strife, the devil comes in when he wants to. So if you got strife in you, the enemy's just going to come in your house whenever he wants. He's going to come in a situation whenever he wants. He ain't going to leave you alone. Okay? Now I'm going to read it. And I'll read it King James and I'll read it in the, uh, I'll read it in the uh, message. The message reads really well. It says, uh, listen, if any man therefore purge himself, yeah, 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 she a vessel unto honor, but foolish, look at verse 23, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they do gender strife. Do you see that? Look at verse 22, you see that in 23, right? But foolish and unlearned questions. See that? Yeah, can you go to 23? Let me see that, thank you. Right there, go down a little bit more. Yep, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid. Why? All they do is strength or strife. Does that make sense? Why we got to go get into conversations I don't need to go get into? All you're going to get out of is strife. Okay, you don't like that? Look, and the servant of the Lord must not strive. Look at 24. He tells you what to do, Christian. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle. On all men. Did you hear me? You need to be gentle to everybody. 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 Well, you know, I don't like. Nah, 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 nah. Don't you come around. I ain't got no people like that because I'll slap you. All men. You understand that? All men and women. And some of you, you better lose that chauvinistic chip you got on your shoulder. Yeah, because some of you got, yeah, look, 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 look. Everybody likes calling out everybody else on their junk. You better get called out on your own junk. You saying? You better be loving towards all men and women. I'm going to listen to a woman. I'm a man. Come on, man. You better cut it out. Some of you got that junk. You better get rid of that, too. While we're getting rid of everybody's garbage, might as well get rid of yours. You know what I mean? Because people got that stuff going on. Ain't no one listening to this. Ain't going to listen to that. I'm not going to listen to pastor either. Okay, what he said. I know how you talk when you leave here. You ain't telling me that to my face. He don't know what he's talking about. I got more scriptures than he does. I know how some of you do. I don't like that church either. That was kind of loud, Holly. I love you. I just get it. Holly been with me longer than all you people. Relax. I'm just kidding. Billy been with me a long time. I was thinking about that the other day. You've been with me a long time. Remember Bobby showed up with that Florida State? Oh, my God, that jacket. That's when I knew I had trouble with him. All oh, you busted. Crazy. Leave it, just leave it alone. Are we even going to play ball? I don't even know what's going on. This quarantine's really getting me annoyed. Be, 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 I got to preach now. Wait, come back over here. Become the kind. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. You see that over there? You see that over there? Be gentle on the old man after teaching. Be patient. We ain't got no patience now. Everybody's mad. Go. Keep going. Please. And meekness. Oh, meek ain't weak. But meek means you kind of. Posture yourself in a humble position like, hey, I'm not going to be abrasive with you. Meek in spirit. You know, like when, you know, like when you're in a conversation with somebody, they're just waiting. They're just chomping at the bit. They're saying the next day ain't listening to you. They're attacking you. That's what we got now. Conversate to argument, not conversate to come up with results. That's foolish. Tells a Christian not to do that. God wants you to acknowledge the truth. 
Look at verse, look at 20, 26, I'll mess you up. And then we'll read it in the message all the way down. And that they may recover themselves. Who's that? The people that got in strife. Out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. So here's what he says. You open a door to strife, the devil comes in and out at his will. It's his, oh, you got that strife? It's like this. It's like, you know, like you lock your door at night. And you just like leave the leave leave the French doors wide open, and the enemy just goes, "Oh, pray, I come rob your house." Hey, you know what? Well, we could just go down there and rob them people. You know they never locked the door. That's what the devil does with you. You got that strife door wide open because you're in strife. You are, and now he goes, "Oh, let's go in there and cause some havoc because that door is open. You know they didn't lock that door yet. They leave that strife open on the constant. They live in strife." Now you guys, you ever notice people come? Let me tell you something right here now. Check this one out. I'm reading that story about Abraham. You know, Abraham and Lot, and they got, they didn't, Abraham and Lot didn't get in strife. Did you know that? Their herdsmen got in strife. And because their herdsmen got in strife over the land, guess what happened? Abraham and Lot had to separate. So you know what that means? That third-party strife is going to become a real problem for you because people are going to bring their strife into your atmosphere. And it's going to have to make you make decisions. Now, I don't know if Abraham and Lot are supposed to be together anyway, but here's the bottom line. Don't make a difference. That third-party strife came in and now created division in their life. Yeah, it did. Now, Abraham got blessed for it, but Lot found Sodom and Gomorrah for it. So he got destroyed. Hello. You understand what I'm saying? So people are going to try to bring their strife into your atmosphere and get you to pick it up so that you know, come your strife. But I got news for you. I put up the barrier go, strife-free life. Don't come near me with that mess. I don't want to get near it. Now, I know it sounds cute, but think about what I'm saying here. Look what it says in verse 21, if you can put that in the message, 21 through 26. Run away. Oh, my God. My God in heaven. Let's go. I got to get up here. Look at this. Run away from this infantile indulgence. Rather run after righteousness, faith, love, peace. Joining those who are in honest and serious prayer before God. Refuse to get involved in insane discussions. You get somebody that wants to argue, they don't even know what they're arguing about. Get rid of this. They always end up, oh my God in heaven. Praise be to God. Everybody say, praise be to God. They always end up in fights. God's servant must not. Woo! God's servant must not be argumentative. Uh oh, who wants to repent? Let's have open repentance. I repent. Come on, right? Come on, right? I'm arguing all the time. I think I like a good fight. God's servants must not be argumentative. I love it. I love it. I love all you little cute little Christians. Ooh, I'm such a good believer. I'm such a good believer. I'm such a good believer. Ooh, look at all the people in your church. The people in your church, they don't live like that. You arguing is, the, uh, you, are, you are a walking argument, and you're trying to blow everybody else's candle out in the church. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You know what I mean, right? All your Christian friends, you do like this Rolodex of all your Christian friends. Ooh, they, they smoke pot. Yeah, they do. I know they do. Ooh, so-and-so do this. Just cut it out. Did he just say pot in church? Yeah, I did. Some of you smoked pot yesterday. You better cut it out. All right? 
Stop. And don't tell me you, you got that medical stuff. I know it's, a, that's just, you, you, I know what some of you doing, man. You're trying to legalize your pot smoking habit is what you're trying to do. I got that kind of people in the church. I got real people. I got some people in here can fight. You know what I'm saying? That was funny too, wasn't it? I'm hilarious. I don't know how you ain't laughing. I, I think this is great. I'd come just watch me go off. This is great. Because I know what happened. Then I had the one guy, he ain't here. Oh, my God. I started calling out the pop smoking people. He came back to me. He's like, Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris. I was like, what? He goes, I'm not smoking pot no more. I was like, praise God, bro. I didn't even know you were, but God bless you. <laughs> it's funny. Larry, it's so funny. Then I had the people drinking. All right, easy, calm down. Are you down on all this stuff? You just live a right life. But he got, I had the one dude's like, man, I'm drinking like a case of beer every week. And I was like, wow, man, okay, hey. He's like, I'm down to like 10 beers. I was like, hey, we're getting somewhere. Praise God, we're making a difference. Then he come back, he's like, I'm done drinking. I was like, hallelujah, we've made it to the promised land. I don't know. Look, I'm not picking on it. But leave people alone when they're on the journey that God has them. Don't, don't impose what's right and wrong. Let people live by personal conviction. I think that's good. I don't think either one of them sending you to hell. Easy now, slow down, you know what I'm saying? But live a righteous life. But don't get in strife. Because people ain't going nowhere in strife. You remember I heard Brother Hagin say one time? Said, I'd rather have you curse than speak unbelief. That ain't good to curse, you know, being cursing means you're cursing with your mouth. What God has blessed you with with his. That's what cursing is. You're cursing what God has told you to bless. It's just a choice. Don't be down on your spiritual growth. It's coming. Come on, guys, five minutes. Ready? You can play. Come on, sis. God's servant must not be argumentative. So examine yourself. Hey, am I a little argumentative after we all repent? <laughs> B, how many of you are a gentle listener? Oh, my God. What is that? What is a gentle listener? I definitely don't have that gift. Miss <laughs> Kathy, you're laughing really loud, too. You know, some of you, I know what you sound like when you laugh. I'm getting a little nervous around here. What do you mean? Don't think it's that funny. It's not that funny. You still, okay? What do you, what's a gentle listener? Is anybody a gentle listener in here? I'm just, okay. Is that what it is? Oh, okay. Am I doing good, Low? Is that what it is? That's not it? What are you trying to say? I'm not gentle? Is, what, what is, is that a gentle listener? You better get the notes on this. I don't know what to tell you. A teacher who keeps cool. I don't have any problem with you working firmly, but patiently with those who refuse to obey. Man, are people, you ever see people, they are totally non, totally not, what? Come on, gentle, patient with people. You have you see people be patient with people that don't obey? No, oh, come on. You know, this is so good. You see this? Man, give people some grace, be kind, get out of strife, fix some stuff, get in place. You never know how or when God might sober them up with a change of heart and a turning to the truth. Man, ain't that cool? Give some people some time to sober up. Come on. You know what I mean? You ever see somebody drunk, like really drunk? You know what I mean? And you're like, they just talking stupid as all day long. You're like, give this... <laughs> 
Let them sober up tomorrow. They'll be back. And you don't even, when you're like, don't lie. You people act like you were, some of you were drunk last night and high. Come on, look, stay with me. Come on, keep your connection here, will you? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, you ever see someone drunk? They're like, they, I don't like you anyway. You're like, man, just shut up. In the morning, you ain't going to be saying none of that stuff. You just drunk right now. I hated you for since. I hate yourself. I hate you. You know how people do when they're drunk. Come on, you know. Some of you ain't that been like, like so you got to go that far back to remember when you were drunk. Come on. You know, you're like, I hate you. I hate y'all. Yeah, you fat too. Fat and ugly. Look like your mama. Fat and ugly. You know what I'm saying? You get all out, and then you say, and then you almost got slapped. Some of you got slapped for it, but you'll never know because you were drunk. You know, <laughs> so some of you got a lot of trouble. But you know what I'm saying? Like when you got people that need to get sober, you don't hold them accountable for what they're saying in the moment because you know when they get sober, they ain't gonna talk like that. Some people are not physically drunk right now; they just spiritually drunk, and I'm not talking in a good way. They just don't know what they're saying. They don't know how to respond, then it's not good. Some of you got to look at some of your people and go, let them sober up. Once they sober up, they'll talk. You ever have a conversation with somebody you know they just ain't talking right? And you just kind of take it with a grain of salt. You're like, man, you know, God, you know, like when people are so, I don't even know if I believe God. Go, next time, so, just go sober up, will you? Come back when you're thinking right. Come, come back when your head's right. But how about we give those people some grace right now? They need it. How about we be patient with this stuff? Let them talk a little goofy. It's okay. They don't know no better. But you better be careful. You never know when God might sober up. Because once they have a change of heart and absorb the truth, enabling them to escape the trap of the devil where they are caught and held captive, forced to run his errands. Man, that's so strong. Man, I want the enemy to be able to use me or you. Don't get trapped in the strife. It's out there, man. And it's out there really strong. And usually you want to know what it is? Once you get off the truth line, the strife line's waiting. Just stay in the truth, man. I got a bunch more scriptures for you, but I want to just give you one more. I got two minutes right here. Just write this down. Just write it down. I'm not going to give you a minute, and we're going to go. Ephesians 6.10, it says, Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You got to be able to stand, guys. We got to be able to stand. Amen? You got to be able to stand. Did you get that today? Just take, number one, what are we looking at? Oppositions, this is it. These are your takeaways. Oppositions coming against the kingdom, man. If, and, and this kingdom's going to suffer violence. But you got to be violent in your faith. You got to be violent in the weapons of your warfare. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, guys. You got to pull down some strongholds. You got to stay strong in the Lord and the power of his might, right? So this kingdom suffering violence. How about you start getting violent in your faith? Get a violent faith. Faith that doesn't budge. Faith that fights and stands. That doesn't mean you're, you're fighting people, but you know what you believe. You know what you believe. And I'm, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to suffer this violent attack for my faith, but I'm going to stand strong in faith and win. How about this one? Man, you know what? It's pressing. But guess what? If you stand strong, you'll overcome. You got to be careful. You got to watch the strife. You got to be careful in the house. Set an atmosphere of love. Because see, when this pressure is starting to press in the earth like this and you see all this stuff going on, it's going to try to get in your house. If you haven't noticed it, people are tension heavy. 
because of the pressure in the earth. Try to get, hey, 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 don't be getting in strife. Go, go out in the garage or something. I gotta go. I'll be, I'll be back. Go, go get. No, no, we ain't getting. No, we ain't talking about some of this stuff we arguing about. We shouldn't be arguing about. Let's get that under the blood. We ain't, we can't afford to get in this thing. We ain't gonna. Get, I ain't opening. It's like having French doors open and you leave them open. And burglar robbed you last month and you go. I buy your neighbor and say they got the door open again. Let's go get whatever we want. Now lock that door. Put the alarm on. No more strife. Shut the door, man. Lock this joint down. Hey, we can't afford to get strife. There's too much pressure in the earth right now. Let's stay out of this thing. Because the servant of the Lord must not strive. People are going to come up with Eliza. I can speak the truth in love, but I ain't, you ain't dragging me in this drama. You ain't dragging me into your offense. That's what people try to do. Get into my offense with me. Let me pull you into my offense. Don't you go there. You got to be the voice of change. You got to be the voice of love. And you got to be the hope for help in the earth. And look, I ain't seen it. We ain't, we ain't no goofy church. Stick our head in the sand and just go, oh, you know, there's nothing really going on. No, there's a lot of stuff going on. And a lot of stuff is going on ain't right. But I'm going to tell you right here now, you, you want to spin it all the way back? Besides what we know to be true, there is an evil agenda in the earth. And his name is the devil. He's the antichrist. And you say, well, I don't know if I believe in that. Trust me. You stay in your lane. I'll stay in my lane. Let me tell you what the Bible says. The Bible said, the, you know what he hears? I told him in the morning service he hears. This is all he hears. Tick tock. Tick tock. Tick tock. His time's almost up, man. The devil got cast into the earth for a period of time. He's trapped in time. And the more hell bent you see out there, the more we're starting to see his time's almost up. And you don't think it's true? You watch the catching it away. God will shake the church. He'll shake the earth. And then he'll come in the second coming of the king. Now, we might see it. We might not see it. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to start seeing the effects of it. And whether we live in it or don't live in it, I don't know. But I know this. Don't think that, don't be goofy like, well, you know, this is the best. The kids came home, you know. You got to hear this, you're going to laugh. The kids home, come home with all this, you know, they went to school. And they come home with like the global warning, warming you know what I mean? You guys all see this? Global warming. We're not going to have no trees. I watched something the other day. Scientists are trying to figure out how to stop the erosion of the, of the beach and the earth because we're eroding. California might break off. Might be a great idea. Could be great. Just, to, just California might just snap off and go into the ocean. Beautiful. Wonderful. Sounds like a plan. Great. We're praying for all you California people. I love you. Got a lot of friends there. Beautiful place to be visiting. Okay, next. So you can't even sing in church there. Really? Okay, next. But you can go to, leave me alone. Okay, so, all right. So just stay here, stay here, stay here. Pull me back, pull me back, pull me back, pull me back. You hear? We with me? You understand? You see what's, you, you, we good? You understand what I'm saying? You pulling this in? Stay out of all this stuff. Be careful. Walk, 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 walk the line. So the kids come, and I looked at it, and I understand it. It's natural. The Bible said this. I said, look, if the trees run out, trust me, he's coming back. God did not put the earth without enough supply until he's ready to come back. The Bible says, can you not discern the signs and the times? He's saying, can't you look and see? Look, if the water runs out, trust me, he'll be back before the time's up on the water. 
He'll be back before the time's up with the sun. He'll be back before the time's up if the ozone screws up. Let me tell you right here now, it's not the injustice happening in the earth of like the abuse is what I'm saying. Not the, you know, the human abuse is disgusting. But I'm saying we're not abusing the waterways. We're not cutting down too many trees is what I'm saying. We're not going to be able to abuse the earth like that before he comes back. They're just checking the, oh, you know, did they say, oh, the Antarctica's melting at a rapid rate of speed. You better get ready, baby, because he might be just coming back in a cloud. Come on. Don't look at that stuff and think he set it up to run out where we don't have enough trees and water and this and that. And the ozone might burn us all and the sun's going to, no, I got news for you. Get ready, baby. Pull your head up out of the sand and look up for your redemption draweth nigh. That's what that means. That means this. Praise be to God. We have statistics. There's icebergs melting in Antarctica. Go hallelujah. That means the king's coming back to the earth. Hallelujah. See Don't get caught up in all that. I understand it's right and it's reasonable, but he's just saying what? You think God left us here? To, that's the end of it? No, he left us here till time runs out. And the enemy knows tick tock, tick tock. Time's running out on him. Tick tock, tick tock. Time's running out on him. But the church is getting ready to arise. For the greatest coming awakening it's ever seen. Oh, it's true. You watch. You be walking in the street and people getting healed and miracles and creative miracles. It is going to be fun. I hope to get this. I pray to God we get to see it. If not, you other generations will. But we got to blaze a trail to get there. Amen? So I'll get in all this stuff. Amen? Praise the Lord. Why don't you stand up on your feet? It'll be easier. Lift your hands to heaven and then you guys are dismissed. They got the buckets at the door in case you guys want to know. Listen. Today, I want you to know God's got a great plan for your life. He is the God of resurrection and life. He's got a purpose, and he's going to do it in your life. Just do this as you lift your hands to heaven. Just some of you might be in here today and say, man, I need some help, Pastor. That's okay. He's here to help you. Just lift your hands to heaven and tell God whatever you need. If you need salvation, he'll save you. It's a hard thing. Just ask him to come in. and But I want to pray for you. Father, I just thank you to each and every person that sound my voice. I know today. Maybe there's some change and transformation that needs to take place in their life. As they make these choices to change and transform, we're going to see change in situations in their life and in their circumstances. And, Father, we love you. We bless you. Bless them. Watch over them and keep them. Lead them and guide them and help them. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody in the house said amen and amen. Now, listen. You guys did great. Before you guys go, next week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you know we got a conference. Now, I want to explain it to you just real quick, and then you can go. You're, it's, it's wide open. You can just lower that. It's wide open for everybody, okay? And what I want you to know is this, is that we're going to be online, completely online, you know what I mean, and in the house. So you can come in the building. Now, listen, if you feel comfortable with the mask, wear the mask. I'm not worried about the mask. Mask is cool. Put your mask on. Wouldn't be a bad idea if you got one, put it on. But if you want to watch online, I really want you to connect with me Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you can't watch it live, and you, if you can't come, totally understand, man. No pressure. If you could come, great. If you can't come, that's cool. But if you can't come, I want you to watch it. The other day, I spent last week really seeking God for this thing. I was like, God, I got to know what to say and how to say it. And I'm telling you, without a shadow of a doubt, God was like, you need to go back to the supernatural church mentality. And I was like, I know what that means. We never left it, but he's really putting a demand on life in the spirit. And if you don't know what that is, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have to flow into this thing a little bit. You got to catch it and flow. So I knew it's going to be like three days of just 
Holy Spirit activating us to be the supernatural church and where we're going. I really believe it's going to be prophetically timely for where we're going. So I'm asking you, within the week, just get this. If you can't watch live, I understand it. Watch it 9 o'clock in the morning the next day, but watch it. I really believe strategically we're going to be, we got to get, we got to get back to that place in the spirit. Does that make sense? You understand what I'm saying? You got to get back in that place in the spirit where, uh, well, now I'm going to start talking about something. How's your, how's your Holy Ghost prayer time coming? You say, I ain't even filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, you're going to get filled. Uh, this ain't old school church like we fell off a turnip truck 20 years. This is the new church. This is the church that should be today. You say, well, I don't do that. Well, we'll help you. Where's your word intake? Where's your spirit? This ain't no religiosity. You know, God really challenged me this morning. I'm going to figure it out. We're going to do it with the ministry. I'm going to, I'm going to take that champion training thing. I think this is the thing. And I want you to listen to me and you can go. I don't think you don't want to do it. I think you want to do it, but you don't have nobody to help you. So this morning, this is really good. You know that champion training network? We, we didn't finish it. We, I'm really serious. Though. I was thinking about this. I think I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Um, I've been feeling the book was great, but I felt like who's going to fast? Who's going to teach you to fast and pray? It, it hit me. We got to get feedback. Miss Kathy, we need to pray this out. And I almost thought about building a network while I'll fast and pray with you. Teach you virtually. Make you become a member because I don't want, I'm going to make you get in it. You're going to have to, it's going to cost you something. Otherwise, you won't do it. You'll just think it's nothing. But build a portal where I can coach you virtually and put you in an arena where you can do it because this was the thing i had this real epiphany today this morning as a matter of fact when i got up to get ready to come i said you know what my problem is when in life it's not that i didn't have a desire i just had nobody showing me how to do it thank you for listening to this episode of relevant live with pastor chris if you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.